listening to Peak One Sports. Sports Show. I'm Cole James Rambo. That's Joseph Foster. What's going on, peeps? AKA at Chef Joey209. Go follow on social media. We never plug your social media, dude. I don't not that you're trying to be some kind of a star. So, yes. <laughs> social media mogul, dude. You're gonna have all the haters <laughs> coming after you, dude. Yeah, no, uh no, just uh and actually on TikTok it's Chef Joey17. I just started posting on there. So okay. yeah, you know. Yeah. Got to get the clips up, guy. dude. Got to get the clips out. We got to get you some dick pics. <laughs> I got those. I don't know if anybody wants those. They're your own, though. Yeah. <laughs> I meant, like, from somebody else. Oh, from somebody else. <laughs> I just ruined the algorithm. You did, yeah. We just D-word. talked about being clean, too, and there it goes. It's crazy, the amount of censorship on YouTube right now. It's nuts, yeah, dude. There's it is, like, dude. And then, like, Paris follows, like, a lot of, uh, not on YouTube necessarily, but other social media platforms. Uh, uh, platforms like just a lot of makeup people and like mm-hmm. girls that like they make their whole living off of just going live and they they're like a little reality show like yeah. they started out as a girl doing makeup but then people got invested in their like home lives so now they just go live all day and just right. talk and da 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 and they make money off of people tuning in off of ads off of stars all these different things yeah yeah and they're getting deplatformed because they're like talking about shit that you know talking about you know being molested, talking yeah. about things that are like their stories, and it's uh, and then they're getting their videos taken down and demonetized because they're using these words like rape or molestation yeah. or abuse or anything like this that the algorithm just doesn't like. Right, and so it shadow bans it. And yeah, but it's it like they're not on there being inappropriate or anything else or joking about it. They're literally telling a story from their life that other people might relate to or, you know, or that's, whatever. Yeah, that's rough, so it's dude. like a weird time right now. You know what I mean? Where right. it's like we, the internet when it first started or like when people started first putting out YouTube videos and making all these shows and shit like we're doing, it's like, it was the best. Cause you could, it was a place where you could go and do whatever, say whatever right. you want. podcasts were, oh, we're, we, what we do can't be on TV because mm. of our mouths or whatever. oh yeah absolutely so it's like, yeah. but it can be on or, the even on the even on the radio right you know? yeah and uh, now it's kind of we're seeing like the bounce back the pendulum bounce back where yeah. it's like going back to the censorship route of censoring the internet and it's all these different individual platforms that are using the algorithms and they just put in these key, you know you say the c o v i d word <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you're saying right. about it. Right, they just take your video down, or they demonetize it, or whatever. I was playing a game a while back during that during that time, and you couldn't type the word out in the video game because like you could talk right. globally, right? And like you couldn't type it; it would it would actually automatically uh, delete your entire message, no matter what it was that you were typing out. Right. But if it had that word in it, boom, all gone. And it, it's just crazy. We'll see how all this goes. It's like it's like, and then all these like other places start opening these new platforms and stuff. And yeah. Like, oh, come over here. This Let's is go with threads, real, dude. This is where yeah. the real. Well, I mean that's. Facebook and Instagram related, so I don't know how that's probably still going to have those censorship problems. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that the Threads account is linked to your Instagram, 
And so if you try to delete it, it actually deletes your Instagram account too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like well, a, it's it like is, a caveat. It? It's like so, it, like in order to keep people on the app, because I'm sure like everyone's just probably going to use Twitter to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so the caveat to stay on it is like, hey, like you can leave, right. but you're also going to lose your Instagram account. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it all works out because like Twitter obviously has been around longer and people use it more and whatever. But it's like the Threads thing being very similar to Twitter, mm -hmm. but then all you got to do. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Like literally, post on one of them, and you post on all of them without having to use any kind of you know yeah uh, deck or any kind of third party app that like shoots everything out to all your stuff. I mean, they're just trying to com com you know it's like combining your insurance with Progressive. You know what I mean? Get a boat, motorcycle, bundle and home. yeah, bundle and save. We'll see all that goes, but don't censor me. <laughs> you hear that, right? Zucks? Don't censor me, YouTube. <laughs> All right, because like uh, right now our money's on you, or at least for me, my money's on Zucks to win this cage match. But oh god, you keep censoring people, and we're going Elon, dude. Um, I'm speaking for Cole now. I don't know, dude. Jorge Masvidal just came out and said he wants to train Elon. Is he really for the match? This is so crazy. This is like a step one step, like. I know I asked you, you still haven't watched Basketball, but have you, I still have, no, have you watched Idiocracy? You watched that movie? Yes, yes, I have. It's like... That's the one where it's... Uh, uh, Terry Crews is the president, President Camacho. Joe, Joe, John Cusack? No, it's uh, what, uh, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes into He's like, future. he's an idiot, but he's the smartest person in this place, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, okay. Right, and yeah. uh, you got... Um, one of my favorite characters there, a uh, Dak Shepard character in that movie. Yeah. Like, I'm baiting. I'm baiting. I'm this is master baiting, but he calls it bait. Baiting. I'm baiting. <laughs> and then you got President Camacho with his Terry Crews and like a Apollo Creed fucking warm up, United States warm up, fireworks <laughs> and guns and every America sponsored by Mountain Dew. And oh, that's like, funny. You know, yeah, like, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So right, me too. But it's like it's this thing that when it came out, it was just like, oh, and it's right. just like the more things happen, and 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 I talked about it. I talked about it with Slam Ball a couple weeks ago, uh -huh. coming back, getting a deal with ESPN, where it's just like, what? <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, and then I'm sure a lot of people would equate the beginning of the Trump era to that sliding in that direction where it's more of a show than an right. actual like, you know, serious political discussion yeah. or whatever. And it's just like, and this Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg, if it ever actually comes to fruition on a UFC card. Uh-huh. It's just like, what are we doing? Like, we don't even want to see professionals fight anymore. No, no, no. We, we want to see, see people beat the fuck out of each other. In the most sloppy, pasty white <laughs> it really way is possible. Too. Well, it started out as like a as a. Um, I know, I know, it's like a cage match now, but it started with just a jujitsu match, didn't it? No, because uh, it was it was Zuckerberg starting threads, and then Elon saying he would beat him up in the cage was like oh, one of the first okay. things to say. So whatever, it doesn't matter. It's fucking stupid. Well, Zucks is training with uh, Lex Friedman, dude. Yeah, whatever, guys. dude. They're it, it, it's just. Uh, the Russian asset. Like, no, just start a new league called Build Billionaire Cage Match, dude. When because that's all we want to see. Like, the only people reason people are interested in this is because there's just as much people who hate one of these guys as hate the other guy. Yeah, and they just want to see the guy they don't like get beat up by the other guy. You know I'm kind I mean? of interested that like uh, Jake Paul didn't try to jump in on it. He might have probably. Yeah, but no, like... uh, Logan Paul has. Uh oh. Uh, he said that if they end up doing this thing, he wants to be on the undercard and fight Patty Pimblett. 
because oh he's God. convinced he can beat Patty Pimblet, which I'm not sure that he can't because Patty Pimblet has not impressed me one bit in his career, but he's got this crazy hype train behind him because he's got, you know, the personality and he seems like a cool dude and everything like yeah. that. But skill set wise and the, the competition he's been facing thus far in the UFC, it has not been impressive. Mm. And uh, Logan Paul, who's convinced he can beat him, is just like, well, put us on the undercard. And it's just like, I could see that. Ha that is more of a legitimate fight than Elon Musk versus yeah. Zuckerberg because at least Logan Paul has fought a couple boxing matches and he fought Floyd Mayweather. Right. You know and he I can mean? wrestle. So, yeah. And he can wrestle and he's ripped and yeah. he's, you know. And he's in WWE right now. <laughs> he's a very athletic guy. Yeah. So um, not saying that he could beat Patty Pimblett, but I'm just saying There's that a chance. in a world is more legitimate of a fight than Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, true. And uh, oh, we're just gonna eat it up. And that's a problem with me is I'm a I'm I'm a I just I talk shit about all this stuff, but it's like yeah I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, you know me, I'm I gonna, wouldn't pay for it, but I'm definitely gonna scroll on TikTok I'm and a, find a live. You know what I mean? Can't beat him, join him, kind of a guy, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like if they're gonna do it, I'm gonna watch it. I guess yeah, it's not yeah. me protesting it isn't gonna stop it. So, but. Might as well enjoy it. Today's episode, as always, brought to you by Betalytics. Go to betalytics.com, make a profile, get 25% off. With Promo code, code PEAK1. PEAK1. Um, don't bet with your gut, folks. Don't bet with the gut bet with or the you Maldies. look like a butt. <laughs> I like that one. Um, but yeah, go oh, to call from the suits. No, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Betalytics, uh, they've got all the info you need to make educated bets. Um, they've got stats. They've got AI uh, predicted uh, outcomes. They've got all kinds of stuff on there that will help you make smarter bets. Loads of information, folks. Betalytics.com. Promo code PEAK1. We got a new sponsor this week. We got a new sponsor. Whoa. Oh, it's pretty cool, oh, dude. Oh. Um, that, uh, you know, legitimate businesses are uh are 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 getting involved in the peak one sports network it's exciting in the bungalow sports show this week our new sponsor for the next few weeks before the nfl fantasy season starts is leaguesWipe.com. leaguesWipe.com is a service for all you commissioners out there um who you know you're you want to get you want to stay more involved in your league and lessen the duties of the commissioner and the money, and uh, if you're in big money leagues or you're in different leagues that have different kinds of payouts and different kinds of things like that, sometimes it, you put you end up putting a lot of time, in, you know, a lot of extra time into your fantasy league, and it takes away from the fun of it and having to bug your friends and family for money all the time. So it's just like, you know, are you tired? Are you hate hassling your friends and family and your coworkers for their league dues? Are you wasting too much time in front of Excel stra uh, tracking who won uh, what matchup each week is managing your league payouts making you feel more like an accounts payable representative rather than a CEO well league swipe can handle all of that Damn. all right I don't really do fantasy football I'm planning on doing it this season mm -hmm. but well I'm thinking about we'll start a uh, we'll start a peak one league maybe oh and we'll all just get in a little friendly league together I like that um, but this I I play like old school fantasy I guess what it's called now at this point because I've been playing for so long in our league we haven't changed the rules or the way we do it in, yeah in a de over a decade so it's <laughs> like people who take this shit so seriously there's so many different ways to play fantasy mm -hmm. sports and shit like that so it's like this Thing we've got like you can manage multiple leagues with uh, league swipe, right? So you're not getting confused for money from one league to the next league and who's paid what. 
automa automated payout. So it's kind of like a little banking system where everybody's money goes into this account, and then at the end, you don't have to you don't have to take care of paying the winners or whatever. It pays out. It for pays them. You, wow. You know, and then it's got the nag feature, which are those those losers out there who haven't paid their league fees, yeah. and it's week five. You got the nag feature where you can, uh, you know, keep sending them little uh, notifications saying, pay, motherfucker, <laughs> pay, motherfucker, you know. And, <laughs> and trust me, even a league like ours that has been basically the same guys for 13 years, you still get to the end of the season when someone's about to need to be paid out and there's still people who haven't paid the damn league fees Jeez, yet. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is in the era of Venmo and PayPal and where it's super easy to pay. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah. even have to go collect cash. Are you the commissioner league? No. No, oh. no. I I don't do that. I'm not a I'm not a commissioner type. I mean, I guess if we start a peak one league, maybe I'll be the commish. Wow, dude. I don't know. Well, last time I played, I drafted a kicker in the second round. So <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, dude. They weren't they weren't expecting that. They were not expecting that. Um, but yeah, so LeagueSwipe.com, if you are interested in something like that, if you are a uh, fantasy league uh, degenerate, multiple leagues, you're multiple commish, you got a lot of money issues, and everybody's always fighting about money all the time, go check it out. See if it's something that might interest you and make your life a little bit easier. Yeah, so, shout out to them, man. Thank you, League Swipe, for getting involved in this thing we got going on here. And to keep it on network talk... 100 subscriber challenge has been completed. Holy smokes. Can't believe it, dude. Um, you know, last week we uh, you know, I I looked at the numbers and I'm like, we got to we got to get this thing this week before the show, <laughs> right? right? So right. I started making a bunch of posts and shit and mm -hmm. before the end of that day, we are we surpassed it. So you know what I mean? Maybe that says something about us just not posting enough and getting people getting people excited about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys came through. We broke that uh, 100 subscriber challenge so thank you guys um yeah very thank, much. thank you guys very much for the support um and uh hopefully you keep tuning in um we've got video on spotify now Ooh. if you're a spotify listener and you've just been listening to the audio or you haven't been tuning in to this show at all because you went and subscribed on youtube but you never really go to youtube right and you just did it to go support us like if Go to Spot. If you're a Spotify user, we got video and audio on there. How about that? Um, so go check that out. Um, if if you're a audio listener and uh, you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can do that on Spotify now, um, which is really freaking cool because it, it used to just be like Rogan and like the people who were like Spotify sponsored yeah. podcasts, but uh, they've changed it up and now. Now we have video on there, so that's always cool. But yeah, hundred subscriber challenge, it's over. I mean, it's never over. We got new numbers we gotta hit now, yep. baby. But um we gotta pay up. You know, the network's gotta pay up. We got uh the lead off morning show. Uh they've got their little raffle thing that they were gonna they're gonna send out swag to mm -hmm. whoever uh you know, has made the most comments in these first hundred subscribers, you know, or what, however they're going to pick that, that raffle and they're going to send out some swag. They've got uh swag from different sponsors and different businesses and different, you know, shit we've been, uh, harping on over the last uh, couple months. Um, and then Joey and I we need to start our triathlon, yep. which I never have called it that until now. No, you just called it that. Yeah. But, uh, Ashton, one of the suits, uh, -huh. um, called it that on on uh can't remember what i think it was the lead off the other day or or sports biz he was filling in for tony and i was watching and he referred to it as the triathlon, the triathlon. and i was like of course it's a triathlon <laughs> we're triathletes yeah dude and uh 
we I've got I've got I'm I'm putting together my equipment setup for uh, the first the first um, competition, which will be the Wiffle Ball Home Run Derby, and I've decided that it may take us a little bit, but we're going to do them all a separate video. So we're going to go out, we're going to do our home run derby, we're going to film it, and put it all together, I'm going to release it, and then we'll go out and do our shootout. Then we'll go, you know, we'll we'll put these things out over the next couple months. Yeah, the shootout logistics is still tough. We're still deciding on what we're going to do for that. So. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll figure, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but it's just... Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Uh, uh, I'm excited to show Cole how wrong he's been because he's been talking a whole lot of smack every week. Well, it's not smack. It's just like, it's just like, uh, you know how like there's 9-11 truthers out there? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just like a, I'm a triathlon truther. You're a triathlon truther? Right, and the truth so is. In your scenario, we're the, my, me and my supporters are the conspiracy theorists. Right. You guys are trying, they're trying to prop you up as if you're just going to smoke me on these, these things. And it's just not going to happen. But, uh. So we're flat earth and you're round earth. Right. Yeah. I'm the truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, dude. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit a wiffle ball right over your Antarctic wall. <laughs> That's a flat earth. You won't joke. be able to see it, dude. That's a flat earth. All right. Joke, you won't yeah. be able to see it. Your eyes can only see so far, you know? I'm going to hit a wiffle ball so high it's going to hit the dome <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. covering that's flat earth. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for that. We'll get, we'll get on it ASAP. I think we're going to go out today and do a little test with our new lapel mics and uh, kind of get everything. Go check out the, the wiffle ball field and kind of figure out how we're going to get everything filmed and... Uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, I got to dig my feet in at the at the plate. You know what you I know, mean? Kind of, yeah. kind of just kinda... get my feet in the dirt and start to. Right. So we get a. We feel like we both will have like a home field advantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody complaining <laughs> after they lose that you know <laughs> they just didn't feel comfortable out there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but still, we need you to share this. Share it up, you guys. Right? Because we hit a hundred. Now we need to go hit a thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? And once we hit a thousand. Is then, that, then we'll talk. Is that the number that we're going for next? Is well, the number I'm going for is a million. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm just hoping to get like 150 right now. You know. Okay, <laughs> keep your bar low, bro. <laughs> but I can do it another challenge to a thousand. So, uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, for supporting it because yeah. it's just one of those things where uh, it's. As easy it is to go hit a button, you're still asking people to go out of their way and go do something for you for something that... That's true. I'm hoping we're giving you some kind of entertainment value and some kind of uh, you know, sports information that uh, makes your day a little bit better. It's just tough right now because there's no sports on. So, Oh, we're going to talk about some sports today. <laughs> today we got sports. Um, we were going to... I did talk last week. We were going to do a soda draft today, but I didn't... I want to do these drafts when we have a third in here, and I was trying to get... I, I forgot mm -hmm. to ask during the week, and then I sent out a couple messages yesterday or Friday seeing if anybody can make it this morning. Couldn't pick up anybody? And I couldn't pick up anybody, so, you know, doing a two-man draft isn't really that fun, because it's just like, Sprite! Root beer! Cherry Coke! Cherry Coke! RC Cola! And it's just, we're just going back and forth screaming soda flavors, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Which, by the way, shout out to Tim for last week's. Nah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he knocked it so, out of the park. you guys both went and did your plates. Yes, we did. Let's talk about that real quick, since, uh, before we move on. How was your Italian, your 4th of July Italian feast? I didn't get any complaints. 
from the people who made it. Or from, I'm sorry, I made it, but from the people who ate it. Okay. However, I've come to the realization that I feel like I don't like chicken piccata. <laughs> I've made it like okay. I've made it three or four times, you right? Give it a try. Yeah, I'm keep like, you know, well, shot. dude, I made it and I had no idea what to expect, right? So like, what? like, although I'm aware of chicken piccata, right. I, I I was a waiter at an Italian restaurant, which which Olive Garden doesn't have chicken piccata right now, right? Right, yeah. and when in my day it did. Okay. Um. What uh, what are the ingredients to the chicken piccata? So chicken what piccata, makes piccata. What makes it the what puts the piccata yeah. in chicken piccata? Yeah. Um, so basically, you uh, uh, dredge your uh, chicken in flour, right? You can pound it out thin, mm-hmm. kind of get like a cutlet style, right? Sure. Uh, dredge it in flour, salt, pepper, and then uh, you uh, sear it. Okay. Okay. And then you deglaze the pan with right. uh, white wine. I use white wine. Sure. You don't have to, but you deglaze white wine, uh, chicken stock. Mm-hmm. Lemon juice. Okay. And then you throw some capers in there. I like to add garlic, you okay. know, and you just let that sit it. for a little bit. Let it kind of combine. Uh, you add the chicken back in and then uh, a couple of pads of butter so that it uh, gets a little silky. And that's it. It's super quick. So what is it about it? that you, See, I'm not a big capers guy. Me neither. I make it with and without capers. Okay. Yeah. So... It's not a deal breaker to so have. So it's just it you've decided after you made it your main event on your <laughs> on your list that you're just not a huge fan, dude. So everyone I served it to because I took it to my grandparents, I took it to my aunt and stuff, and like yeah. they all enjoyed it. Um, I just you know this is the fourth time I've had it, right? And I'm just it's like all right, we're done. Yeah, you know, I'm giving you enough <laughs> chances. I'll make it for other people, but you know that's a, I guess that's a, oh I, I forgot lemon juice too. Lemon juice is a huge part you said of it. Lemon juice. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, that's. That's probably part of it because I'm not huge on putting lemon on on stuff. Mm-hmm. I like lemonade, but right. I just when just I make tacos, so simply like there, yesterday dude. we had tacos, right? And uh, you know there they are squeezing lemon. lime on their tacos, and I'm just well, lime's different than lemon. I'm not well, yeah, but I'm just saying in general. Sure, okay, but lime's different than lemon. I put you put lime on Mexican food, not fucking lemon. You go to a Mexican place, they give you lemon instead of lime. You burn the place down. That's well, there's places that do that, buddy. Sure, and they deserve to be burnt to the ground. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny as I was making the the chicken piccata, my mom goes, "We should have done barbecue chicken." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I yeah, know. it's America." Yeah. The brown butter noodles turned out fantastic, sure. but here you want another problem? Uh, I DoorDashed from Sprouts. Okay. And I didn't go pick it up myself, so they brought me wheat pasta. Sons of bitches! They're like, "Oh, this guy wants brown <laughs> Dude, pasta." I was, so I made it twice in a row, right? And I'm wondering why the pasta is just soaking up all the butter because it's brown butter pasta. Right, right. And like, I was like, "Damn, this is it's like." Like, if you let it sit for too like long, it's dry. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? That, that was it. Whole wheat pasta. Whole wheat pasta sucking up that yeah. butter, The dude. garlic bread was fire. Well, I will sure. say that. That's garlic bread, right? Yeah, and then... Uh, Shirley Temps. And then I know Tim made his plate, and we don't need to get a review from him. His plate was bomb. It looked good. You know, for a barbecue plate. Uh, I went to my sister's house for 4th of July, didn't bring any food items. They didn't have any of the items. On he my didn't even plate. attempt. He didn't even attempt it. Didn't even attempt. Was it worth it? It's cheeseburgers. No, it wasn't worth it for me to go out of my way to attempt that shit plate that I created. It was cheeseburgers. It's not our fault you chose mac and cheese and macaroni No, no, salad. listen, listen, listen. I was thinking about my list, my, my plate later that day, yeah. and it was like a fucking anagram, dude. I'm like a child, okay? Okay? Okay. Mac... Mac aroni and cheese, mm-hmm. or I mean Mac salad, right? Yeah. Mac and cheese, 
cheese burger, cheesecake. The only thing that would have made it better is if you had chicken tenders in there somewhere, or chicken nuggets. Like, the hell is wrong with me, dude? I don't. <laughs> so I there was no reason for me to attempt. I I mean I would have eaten it all, but I think it's like, you still should have done it. I think this just goes to show the type of dedication you have to the show. You know what I mean? And it will, and it furthermore, mm-hmm. what it proves is how you will fall during these next three tri- during the triathlon. Okay, I like to talk. I Thank like you. to talk, bud. So shout out to Tim. Shout out to Tim for winning that draft. Uh, just uh, you know, came in here and just did what he does. Did the damn thing. And uh, I, I have a confession home. to make. What you got? I'm sorry. So last week we had to choose a revolutionary war, right? And you said, "Wow, I'm surprised that both of you guys did the homework." I did not do the homework. What do you mean? I did the homework while Tim was talking. <laughs> that's oh, that's fine. I had to... <laughs> well, see, here's again. That's why, like, when I was talking, it was kind of sporadic. Well, and, these like... are the type of things that <laughs> you don't say on the next episode, Joey. I because felt guilty. Nobody <laughs> notices that shit. It's like Alexis, because like we're talking here, right? And and Chris, my hetero life mate, he likes. I do it. I do it all the time when I listen to podcasts. Somebody gets a name wrong. Somebody gets a little fact oh, wrong, yeah. and you're in your head like, "Oh fuck, that's wrong." Or they're trying yeah. to think of something. And you're like, "It's yeah. this. It's this. It's this." Being a third party in God mode, listening or watching a podcast, of course, you're gonna yeah. have the answer in your head. But we're just talking off the top of our heads here, people. Yeah, we're reading shit. We're just talking stream of consciousness. We're gonna get shit wrong. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be sitting here ranting about the Fourth of July, and I'm gonna get some shit, some wrong because I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. You know, it's just yeah. whatever's in my head. And uh, it happens to every podcaster out there, right? You yeah. know what I mean? You just talk, and you get names wrong. You yeah. get some facts mixed up and then chris likes to call me and nitpick everything that we got wrong you what know, did he say he, no it's every, what did he say i'm not no, gonna I'm get into specific because it's every episode he tells me like oh you easy, said chris. this or you said that or oh you got this wrong you got that wrong and i'm like i get it i yeah. do the same thing but the thing is we don't backtrack no all right we just keep going we, we don't keep have moving forward we don't have alexis will get producers. A, a name wrong or a stat wrong or like a, a, ma- a fight matchup wrong on fight night and then right after we finish recording he'll text me and be like fuck i meant to say this guy versus that guy not this guy versus yeah. that guy and then you know want to like make up for it on the next episode and like and and correct yourself uh-huh. i don't like that yeah because the thing is is if i'm saying if i'm talking about a, some specific athlete or some specific event and i get everything right you get like two or three minutes into the rant Mm -hmm. and then I say the name wrong or I say the thing wrong, but I had said it right two minutes ago. It's just my brain playing tricks on me. It's not that I don't know. I just said it. You know what I really want though? I want our listeners to believe in us so much that no matter what we say, it's the right thing. No, what what I I want is for them to go in instead of like Chris calling and telling me what I got wrong and the listeners just thinking about it go in the comments and comment what I got wrong yeah tell me I'm wrong tell me I'm stupid because that's the thing comments are almost just as valuable as as likes and subscriptions mm-hmm. all right because we need uh we need uh what do you call it we need interaction yeah. on our videos and that's what boosts us up in the algorithm is yeah, getting likes and getting views gets you in that algorithm, but the more people that interact with you and comment and all that kind of stuff on it, the the more boosted you get. So work that algorithm. And if you are listening to this podcast right now and you think I just got something wrong, you think, you know, later in the show I'll probably get some, some facts wrong, I'll probably get some names wrong, go tell me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Ashton corrected me the other day. He remember I told us I think I said that their name was German or something. And oh, it's yeah. actually it's Welsh. It's Welsh. It's Welsh. There you go. Racist. Um <laughs> moving on. The final Lucy Goosey update Woo! for a few months. Ready? Drum roll. The Lucy Goosey Ice Hockey Club are the champions of the Dirt League. Big round of applause for my teammates. Fantastic uh, job, you It guys. was a roller coaster of a season. You know, we were up and down, up and down. We just kept that, kept the wins coming. We made it to the championship to face a team in the Yeti that we, the only team we hadn't beat all season. And and quite frankly, they <clears throat> smashed us every time they played us. Yeah. The, the game before the championship was the one where the infamous punch was thrown. <laughs> You know, so it was. It was. Uh, That's the team that practices too, right? They practice. They practice, and this game was literally the most intense, <laughs> craziest hockey game I've ever taken part in. Really, it was intense because they came out obviously because they'd beat us fucking four times. Yeah, so they had a chip, right? Well, they didn't have a chip. They just thought they were going to steamroll us like they always do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they came out fast like they always do but we played our game um and this is the first time we ever did what we always said we needed to do against them which is don't try to be as fast as them no 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 no. let's make them slow down and play our game mm -hmm. you know what i mean let's not as soon as we get the puck try to get rid of it because they're so fucking fast we're just trying to get a breakout or whatever no 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 hang on to that fucking puck mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Man up, body up on them. Let them over skate you because they're also guys that are real fast, but they're at their best when they're skating their fastest. If you slow them down a little bit, they're, that's what evens the playing field nice. with these guys because at a slower pace, it's not that they're way better than us at hockey. They're just faster, Yeah. right? So they're playing better at a faster pace. So if we hang on to the puck, for a couple more seconds, you know what I mean. Make a couple more passes. Keep the make the play last a little bit longer than just an up and down breakout. And that's what we did. Nice. And uh, the game was back and forth. Um, the final score ended up being seven five. The seventh goal being an empty netter. So you know you want six five was our uh, was our you know that was our championship. And then the seventh was just a cherry on top. Yep, nail in the coffin, baby. Um, uh, what did I do? I had three assists, no goals, but I had three assists. That's great. I, uh, I only lost one face off of the entire night. So that was nice. I think that's what three stars right there. Third star. I, I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, sounds good to me, dude. <laughs> um, no, they're definitely, uh, Alex, P uh, Alex, David Padilla, uh, shout out to David Padilla scored four goals. Oh my gosh. Uh, he was a free agent. We picked up in the off season. And uh, he came out and showed out in this championship game. I don't know what was what was going on, dude. <laughs> but uh, we just we got the goalie flustered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we were playing the way we always should have played and kind of being smarter about everything. And once we drained a couple on him, you know he wasn't used to that. This team's used to smoking people, mm -hmm. so we got him a little bit frustrated. There was a few questionable calls by the referees on not necessarily on penalties, but on icings and weird things like that. Um, there was a, a, a goal that was scored and then the net was immediately knocked off by the other team guy slid wow. into it. The puck definitely crossed the line before the net was, it was like a split second yeah. cross the line knockoff. 
and they called it no goal. And, uh, uh, you know, so it was got a little bit heated there. I, uh, I, I kind of lost my marbles during that time. Cause that was when I think the game was tied at that point, five, five. Yeah. And when that happened, that's an important, I kind of yeah. just like my eyes rolled in the back of my head, like a shark. And I just started screaming. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like I just, I just do these things where I'm just like, what the fuck do we have to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And then what's your boy do? Your boy goes out there, wins a fucking face off. And uh and Dylan drills that fucker right in for a one timer goal and we take the lead and then we hang on to it, you know what I mean? And we yeah. get that in it was just I broke my helmet celebrating. Oh my god. You know, I uh I was on the bench when the time ran out and I threw all my shit on the ice and busted my fucking helmet. But it was worth it, baby. <laughs> It was all worth it, man, because uh, the geese finally brought home a championship. That was our first championship we've yep. ever won. Well, you're talking about roller or any of it. Um, is the this franchise, which goes back to the locusts of old, um, that was this was our uh, this was our second championship. Wow. It was our third trip to a championship, our second win. Congratulations in this man. franchise that is uh, you know, over a decade old at this point. Mm-hmm. So it feels pretty good. Not Congratulations, man. I I like how I get more in depth on my own personal sports than I do like with any like actual sport. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know what I mean the 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 story of that game was just we just didn't give up on the game. No matter how many bad calls or how many times they tied it back up, mm-hmm. we just kept the pressure. We didn't change. We kept playing the same game the whole time and we just kind of frustrated them and we won. And that's the thing about hockey is sometimes even the team that practices it might be better than you on the, with their sticks. Technique-wise, they might be better. Hockey is a game where you can frustrate yourself. You can frustrate the other team, and you can win out of pure frustration. Oh, yeah. Just ask, like, what was it, like the early 2000s New Jersey Devils and their fucking lockdown defense bullshit mm-hmm. that made the game boring as fuck, but they they had a great season yes, they, they uh, because they, they frustrated the shit out of people with their play. <laughs> they would get a one-goal lead, and then they just – Hold, Hold on to it, it there. I mean, we didn't do that. We kept scoring uh, because the other team kept fucking coming back. But it's like, you know what I mean? We just yeah, you yeah. got it. Sometimes you can win out of just pure frustration. Absolutely. And taking the other team out of their game. But uh, here's a little uh, behind the scenes. Hi, this is Cole with the Bungalow Sports Show. And I'm here with, with Ryan. So this is a championship game. You know, now it's the real deal. This last week was practice. This is the real thing. How are you going to do? Uh, just go out there, give 110%, right? 110, 115. Thank All you. Right. We'll talk to you after. We're here <laughs> with the post-game report. And I'm very sorry to report that. We won the f-ing championship, Ryan. Number one, number one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you have to say it into the microphone. So this is the Ramstead Cup. I know it's not a cup. It's a little gold man. But this is our championship. Lucy Goosey. Till I die, LG for life. The trophy really belongs to, to first time Lucy Goosey. We picked him up as free agent in the offseason. David Padilla scored four goals tonight. Three wasn't enough. Patrick wasn't enough. And that fueled by Michelob Ultra. Congratulations, buddy. It's been a wonderful season. Wow, congratulations, man. dude! Yeah. What a beauty Ryan is too. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was just one of those things where I was like, "Holy shit!" It was like a load off almost because, yeah. like, we've always been one of those teams, even back to like roller hockey, where like 
we were one of the best teams, mm-hmm. but we would lose every game with five minutes left in the third period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. think back on some of that shit. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. We took a lot of L's, but they were one goal L's, and that goal was scored <laughs> yeah. with like two seconds left. In it the was never period. really like three to two or anything like that. It was like they were high score games, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, no, no. Like, so it, to finally break through. Um, it was really nice. That's something that I kind of liked about our team is that it wasn't like one or two people that were burying it. And I mean, we always had Wayne that was the ringer, but I feel like everybody scored on our team. But Wayne's not a team. ringer. That's I hate it when people say that. He was. No, he's not because yes, he doesn't he score. He does. He shoots wide. No, he he, he shoots wide. You can at least count on one goal a game by him. That's not enough to win. It, but it's enough to call him a ringer. That was enough for us to lose every game. But maybe if he scored two, we would have won more. I don't like your negativity. You hear that, Wayne? You're not a ringer. As much as you like to think you are, you skate pretty, you shoot pretty. It's all flash, bro. It's all flash. Smoke and mirrors. No net. Yeah. All flash, no net. <laughs> all flash, no Wide net. Wide right, baby. New t-shirts. Laces out. Oh, flash, no net. Um, all right, moving on to real sports. The the this might be the most important day in America, and that is uh, not only because it was our day of freedom, Fourth of July, but it's the day of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. <laughs> That's right. And continued domination by the greatest American of all time, Joey Chestnut. And still, <laughs> Joey Chestnut is um he's just an anomaly dude yeah. like i've been watching this guy eat food i mean mostly hot dogs but also other foods for a long time this was his 16th straight championship in the hot dog eating contest wow obviously you can go online and check out his other stats he's won plenty of other food type competitions um but you know it was shit obviously 16 probably 17, 18 years ago when I first started getting into the hot dog any contest because they, they made a documentary about Kobayashi. You remember Kobayashi? Yep. Kobayashi was the man. He was this tiny Japanese guy that would just out-eat everybody like it was nothing, just stomping everybody. And they uh, they made this documentary about him. I can't remember what. It might have been on HBO. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. And just following him around training for the hot dog competition and watching him just stuff himself full of fucking noodles and all kinds of shit, just expanding his stomach and showing how, uh, you know, they're able to eat this much and how they, you know, transform their body into a, a basically a food collecting vessel. So how come when they do it, they're athletes, but when I do it, <laughs> well, that's the funny part is yeah. you don't do it because you couldn't eat that many hot dogs. How you many couldn't. did he eat? Well, the, hold on. Okay, sorry. Let me continue. So, r- the year they made that documentary about Kobayashi, right? Then comes that year's Nathan's contest, right? And this young blue flame special named Joey Chestnut graces the stage. And he's just this young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> You know what I mean? Nobody nobody even thought anybody was ever going to beat Kobayashi. Mm. And then what happens? Beat him. Joey Chestnut beats Kobayashi 16 years ago to the day and 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 this last 4th of July it was they canceled it. They canceled the event. I thought I saw that. Yeah. Because of a light, lightning and and weather and all kinds of shit. Uh-huh. Joey Chestnut goes out on stage and makes a speech to the crowd. 
and ends it with, I'm going to go get these guys and we're going to do this fucker. And then he, uh, I, I, uh, I'll put in the video here. I forgot to load it up for Joey to watch it here, but, uh, his intro to this competition was so epic. It's right here. And all of time pours down around us now at once, simultaneous and endless, erasing cause and effect and opening all possibilities before us. And the ancient powers are subordinated to their own creation, and they smile at his achievement, and they say he shall live forever, for he does not do it for money, he does not do it for glory, he does it for his people. He does it for his country. He does it for freedom. And the gods shine down on us now. And the gods shine down on us still. Because of him alone. Because of him alone. The Nathan's famous 4th of July champion of the world. Um, and it, you know, he came out and he had a goal this year. Last year, he he beat he made he beat the record, his own record. He ate seventy six hot dogs last year, so he was going for seventy seven this year. Really thought he could do it. Like you know, he was really feeling it. But you know, with the weather, the delay, just like any sport, there's a peak. Everybody tries to get themselves to peak right at the moment that they need to. You're a an MMA fighter. You're in the UFC. You've got an eight week training camp. You're trying to peak right at the right time so you're not body's not worn down. Mm-hmm. You're not overtrained. You're not what you know what I mean. You're trying to peak, and that goes for the. I, it's got to go just as of any sport where you're trying to shove seventy hot dogs into your stomach. You better be at your peak because I tell you what, dude. Like when I was a kid. Like, we've talked about our disagreement on Mountain Mike's Pizza, Mm -hmm. but when I was a child, I could file down an entire Mountain Mike's large pizza like nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't eating anything for like two more days after that. And we're only talking about whatever that is, 12 slices, 10 slices, whatever that pizza is, right? Right. Eating that much like you got to be you got to hit it right at the right time otherwise your body's just going to reject it you know what i mean so he was going for the record but with everything that happened he hit 62 this year and dominated the competition i mean he was what he was 14 hot dogs ahead of the guy who got second place mm-hmm. with 48 or some shit like that so it didn't matter that he broke the record he still stomped out the competition 16 years in yeah America, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I loved it that the guy, there was another American that was in the top three, but the other guy that was like neck, neck and neck with chestnut for like the first half of it was an Aussie. <laughs> so I love there was a little international competition yeah. going against the US of A. Right. And we just showed our dominance just like we did in World War uh, Two. We showed <laughs> our dominance there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> World War One, you know. We showed our dominance. Uh huh. The Revolutionary War showed our dominance. Civil War showed our dominance. Yeah. Sixteen years worth of Nathan's. The Cold War. That was kind of tied. Debatable. 
<laughs> House Count of Doom's gonna die. Um, but anyways, congratulations, Joey Chestnut. Chestnuts. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. We uh we we're a chestnut podcast here. Um, we <laughs> we support you, dude. Uh, so much so. Uh, because it's just like one of the, you know, you watch that, people think it's so stupid, but then we'll go watch. If you've never watched one of those, <laughs> uh-huh. it looks like the most agonizing 10 minutes you could possibly go through. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like you watch these guys' faces just dunking those buns and shoving those dogs down their gullets and just, like, just, it looks so painful and just disgusting. And uh, we salute it. Mm-hmm. Go, America. Nobody eats more hot dogs than Americans. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into uh, some mainstream mainstream sports. I always have to look over to make sure I've been recording for the last forty four minutes. You know that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I've done it before. If you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely done it before where I haven't recorded a whole podcast <laughs> until like the very end when I start to look over and I'm like, oh, that that says zero 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 zero. <laughs> um, all right, NHL news. Um, we got some player moves. Yep. Let's talk about that. Um, a lot of big, big, good moves. Um, I'll mention some of them. I might miss some. I went down the list of uh, from today back to when uh, free agency started to kind of write down some some names that I liked and moves that I liked. Um, this one's not going to be like super impactful, but Mark Stahl coming straight from Florida. You know, the yep. the caveman Mark Stahl is now a Philadelphia Flyer. Yes, he is. Um, so good on Mark Stahl sticking around, uh, big Pat Maroon, three-time cup champion is now a Minnesota wild. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Um, I mean, you know, I, he's one of those guys where you're not surprised that he moves, mm-hmm. uh, just because of like the, the role, he's a role player. You know what I mean? He's not a franchise guy, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes when a team, when you win multiple cups with a team, they try to keep you around as long as possible, but maybe he's going to go to the wild. Maybe he'll be that little uh, tipping point that puts him over. Cause the wild have a good team. They were in the first round, right? First. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the wilds have, have had a good team for a while now. And, uh, and, uh, maybe they just need some, uh, players to push some pieces. You know what I mean? Some role players like big Patty Maroon, uh, shout out to roller hockey players everywhere. Yes, sir. Um, Kyler Yamamoto is a Seattle Kraken now, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good one. I always like seeing uh, Japanese names in hockey. I don't know why. I'm always attracted to them. I always pick them up in my uh, in my dynasty on yeah. NHL. I don't know why. I like the Asian names. Hey, uh, but Kyler Yamamoto. He's a he's a great young player, and uh, I think he started out in Edmonton, right? Yeah. And uh, then I think last year he played for the Red Wings. I want to say um, possibly. Uh, anyways, he's he's in Seattle now, so that's a good pickup for them. Uh, couple big name moves uh toronto going all out man because just the big disappointment last year and a lot of times the disappointment you have that well you have that but this was like this was a with the roster they had and just everything going into it this was like a shit or get off the pot kind of moment for toronto and usually with teams when they crap out in the playoffs and it's a season like that, yeah. it's either time to sell everybody off and start over again or double down. And it seems like they're doubling down because uh, they brought Max Domi mm-hmm. uh, from Dallas in. Um, 
which is kind of cool because uh, Ty Domi, his dad, is a mm-hmm. famous Toronto Maple Leaf. So, uh, you know, going back to dad's old stomping grounds. Good for them, um, dude. Keeping it in the family. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Um, he uh, That's a big pickup. He's a very, very good player. And mm-hmm. uh, he came from uh, old Boston. Boston. Um, and you see Boston being the best team last year, they had the biggest implosion of any team. Yeah, they did. And I don't think they're going to get back in that same position this year. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi getting the boot, not getting the boot, but not coming back is a big uh, big knock for them. And then Toronto brought in a bruiser. They brought in Ryan, Ryan Reeves. Reeves. Um, probably the biggest dickwad in the league right now. And then that's fine. Hockey needs, hockey needs those no, guys. He needs them, man. Um, we don't them. need one on every team, but it's nice to have them floating around there. Still. It's nice too. Cause then you, the, the star players that you don't want spending the time in the box and stuff don't have to do. Right. And it's just, it's another thing that the guys on the other team got to think about is mm-hmm. Reeves on the ice. Is he going to come over here and put his elbow into my eye socket? Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, so it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things that you do yeah. think about it. Like, All right. To bring it back to myself, because that's what I'm best at, I told you I broke my helmet during the celebration of the Lucy Goosey Championship. Well, right. uh, this last Friday, I started a new. I started went back to Friday nights because Lu- the geese aren't coming back till September. That mm-hmm. dirt league's not coming back till September, so I need some. I need summer hockey. You know what I mean? I can't stop playing. Sure. So I went. I moved up a skill level. Went up to the Silver League. Joined the Dragons with a bunch of my geese teammates that were up there, but I had to play for the first time in. A decade without a face shield of oh, any type, because yeah. I broke the—I didn't break my helmet. I broke the brackets that hold my face shield on. Ordered a new one, got it in time, but they sent me a junior face shield. Uh, so I had to go faceless, dude. And uh, they didn't have face shields for sale over there. Um, they only have cages, and oh. I can't do cages. It yeah. makes me feel like a horse with blinders on. I do like <laughs> the—if you've seen pictures of me that I've posted—I do the one where it's the full visor. No impeded vision, and then it's got the, oh, you, the, the bubble, underneath. right? Yeah, um, because I just something about the cages when I first started doing roller or started doing ice when I was doing drop in, I had a cage, and it just for some reason having those bars it just fucked with my my vision. I don't know, I don't, it's just I'm a weirdo, made me dizzy, kind of. I feel you. So, um, went went face maskless. So, the whole time I'm skating out there, yeah, I'm trying to play hard, but I'm also like. If that puck gets up more than three feet in the air, get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, I want to play good, but I also don't want to get my teeth knocked in. Yeah. It's you know, kinda, so yeah. You, having a guy like Ryan Reeves skating around, it's like an extra thing to think about, right? right. It's like, yeah, I got to go out there and play, but I also got to think about this guy, you know, collapsing my windpipe. You know what I mean? So, um, Toronto, good on you guys for bulking up that roster instead of, uh, Tearing it all down. Um, yeah, those are some big moves. Some other big, another team that made some big moves. A team that uh, really fucking sucked balls last year <laughs> is the Anaheim Ducks, yeah. uh, which I always love it when they suck because the Ducks suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but they picked up some big names. They boosted their defense big time. They got Jacob Slavin from uh, from Carolina. Yep, which was like their top top three defender over there in Carolina. They got the beard, Radko Gudis. Is now an Anaheim Duck, mm. which is sad because the we shark, about that last week. the Sharks are going to be trading away the best defenseman in the league here in a few, probably this week, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, trade talks are talking, are heating up. He's probably going to go to the either Penguins or back to Ottawa, which would suck for him. Yeah. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, they got Radko. The Sharks could have uh, used a guy like Radko or Slavin. Can you imagine um, what he's going to do if he goes to to the Penguins? I mean, it, it's... Like, that's going to... Man, wow. It'll be interesting because their top forwards are old guys. You know what I mean? So, it's like, uh, it's going to be a, interesting. I, don't, I think they're going to suck, even if they have Carlson. You know what I mean? Because, obviously... Yeah. You can have Eric Carlson and still be one of the five worst teams in the league. Yeah, but you and got the the guys that are that will be assisting him. No, are, you're right, but you got old guys, right? You got a Penguins team who just needed to win one of their last three games against the three worst teams in the league, and they didn't, and that's why Florida got in the playoffs in the first place. We talked about that, right? Yeah. So, um, unless the the Penguins like beef up their forward lines. Mm-hmm. I don't see getting Eric Carlson making a huge difference, but uh, we're talking about Anaheim, uh, Slavin, Gudis, and they picked up Alex Killorn from uh, Tampa Bay, who's been a staple over there with winning both cups with them. Um, so Anaheim's on the warpath. They're obviously trying to win some fucking games this year. They're not fucking around. Those are those are some good names, but you know they're still gonna suck because they're the Ducks. Um, Boston um, on the other end of that whole. You have a great season and disappointment happens and then either you blow it up or you, you stack it up. I don't know what they're doing, you know. I mean, obviously they got rid of Bertuzzi, uh I heard something about Pasta uh retiring too. Past David Pasternak? Yeah. No. No, he's not retiring, he's young. Or maybe it was Bergeron. Uh, yeah, it might have been Bergeron. Yeah, um, but one of the two. They brought back Milan Lucic. They brought back old sandwich nose. <laughs> they brought back old sandwich nose himself. Talking about old people, dude. And uh, so that's obviously not going to help him win a cup. <laughs> um, and then uh, they signed James Van Riemsdyk, uh, which has always been one of my favorite players. But he's kind of he's 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 a vet now, you know. So picking up a couple vets there um, on the tail ends of their careers. I mean, Van Riemsdyk's probably got some years left in him. But again, role player. Not really gonna change the outlook. That Boston team, they they're gonna look very similar, just minus Tyler Bertuzzi, which mm-hmm. is a big minus in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see how that pans out for Boston. Um, Chicago is uh, trying to bolster that roster around old uh, Bedard, yeah. and uh, they picked up Corey Perry as a vet. You know, trying to probably is more of a bodyguard type situation, you know, somebody out there who can lay some hits while while uh Bedard's on the ice, you know, right. I wouldn't be surprised if they're on a line together. Um and you know, trying to bring in more veteran presence around him. I mean, Jonathan Taves is a free agent this oh, year. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that's going to be big if they can bring him back or how that's going to pan out. It's going to really depend on Well, he's he's been in in Chicago his, his whole career. His whole career. Yeah. Do you, is with, he, he's, is, we talked about Matthews, you know, signing to a different place. Like, do you think he would go somewhere else? Jonathan Taves? Yeah. Um, I think now that that is a very big possibility now that they got Bedard. I think if they didn't get the first overall pick mm-hmm. this year and they got one of the other guys, I think he's, he might stay, right? But now that they've got Bedard and they're going to be shifting to him being the face of the league or the face of the least that franchise or whatever – uh, that's got to be hard for a guy like Taves because also Taves has already had his cup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they, well, you can argue that Taves wasn't really the the front runner of it, right? I mean, you had Patrick Kane, Marion Hosa, you had all. Well, these yeah, but he was he were, was the guy. Jonathan yeah. Taves was the guy back then. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was the Bedard back then when they won that fuck. You know when they when they were in that 
that era where they were dominating. I'm just saying they've had other guys that were 100. You know, I mean, yeah. you got to, but I think now that he's or if he hadn't got a cup yet, I'd say that it was more likely that he goes somewhere else to go try to win one. Mm-hmm. But because he's won one, he's got so much goodwill in Chicago. I think it's more. You know, there's more of a chance that he stays around and keeps taking like a lower, lower contract, lower level spot on the team, and yeah. kind of let the team grow and get younger around him. Um, it, but it also depends on how competitive he is at this point in his career. Right. If he want, if he really wants to win more cups, I there's cup contenders that would that would pick him up, mm-hmm. and he would be a, a added benefit because he's still a great player. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on how much money he wants, and then it depends on what Chicago like how they're trying to shape this team around Connor Bedard. Right. You know what I mean? Um and that's really I don't know, talk to the sports biz guys <laughs> about what that what's going to happen there cuz I think a lot of that's going to have to do with money. Yeah. Just it depends on if cuz Jonathan Tapes can go get a big money contract on a on a cup contender right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of teams that just adding him to their forwards would give him that little extra boost that might be enough to get him over the hump. Um, or is he going to be like a Tom Brady and say, I'll take less money just to keep Chicago. Right. You know, we got Bedard. Let's keep this. Cause he, he wants to be a part of it. You right. know, right. Just, you know, so I think yeah. it, it, that's all mindset. You know, how much sure. money have you already made? How much money do you want to make? Yeah. Or are you more about the prestige of this franchise right. and, and winning cups or whatever? I hear you. Um, or, oh yeah, they also signed Ryan Donato, not like a huge, um, huge signing, but solid, mm-hmm. solid player. Um, you know, former shark, uh, solid player. Um, what else? Ooh, another big, big one is Matt Duchesne to Dallas. Yeah. That we is, talked about that one last week too. That's a big one. That one's gonna, you know, that fills that, you know, Max Domi leaving mm-hmm. Dallas in even Probably even more because Matt right. Duchesne is a little bit more of a star than Max Domi, um, more of a point producer. So Dallas getting as close as they got this last year. That's an over the hump player right yeah, there, sure. getting Matt Duchesne. Um, so good ups to Dallas there. Um, oh, you know what? I was totally wrong about Pittsburgh. They're going to win the cup because they signed Matt Nieto. <laughs> Another former shark. Yeah. <laughs> so there's your forward boost right there, Matt Nieto. No, I love Matt Nieto, dude. He was one of my favorite sharks when he was on the team. Yeah. Um, he's been moving around a little bit in the league, and uh, now he's a Pittsburgh Penguin. So uh, hopefully he can, uh, hopefully he can do something for them. And you know, with uh, with the uh, signings that they made, uh, you know, how do you how do you feel about people that constantly move throughout the league? Like, you know, because some people would say that if you continue to move around the league, nobody really wants you, right? But if people are willing to continuously pick you up. Well, what it means, if you're constantly moving, kind of like a Pat Maroon or whatever else, it's like, it's shown. Like, there's, there's, not everybody's a star player. And we talk about it all the time with hockey. It's like the old, one of the ultimate team sports. Right. Where one guy, Edmund, i.e. Edmonton Oilers, (laughs) one guy can only get you so far, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have. Those role players, you have to have those third, fourth line guys that are out there because of they have not necessarily a full, well-rounded game, but they're great penalty killers, they're right. great checkers, they're great shot blockers, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You got to have those guys, 
You know, so if you're constantly bouncing around, it just means that you do something that teams need. Right. It's just those guys tend to move around more. One, because of money. Like, they're lining up two guys together that are free agents, right? You know, you're already on the roster, but you're coming a free agent this offseason. There's mm -hmm. another guy who's already out there as a free agent. His contract is $300,000 less than yours. Sometimes that $300,000 fucking matters. Right. Right? So you can... Some guys on those third and fourth lines on a lot of teams are interchangeable with other guys because they bring the same skill set to the table. But if you can save a few hundred thousand dollars on the salary cap, mm -hmm. you know, because maybe one guy's fine with the le the 775 league minimum, but the other guy, you got to pay him 1.2. Right. That's a big difference when you're, when they come in, when you're trying to sign these star players for tens of millions, you need those hundred thousand dollar swings plus or minus right. with your kind of role playing guys. Mm -hmm. And a guy like Nieto, a guy like Donato, a guy like Gudis, uh, Lucic now, you know what I mean? All these guys, Pat Maroon, Mark Stahl, like most of the guys we just named, even though they're big names in the league and guys that are role players and guys that bring something to the table, mm -hmm. they're guys that can kind of interchange throughout the league. And that's good because that means that's why hockey players, a lot of hockey players, if you can find what you're good at, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I say all the time, like even in our stupid games, I don't care that I didn't score a goal in the championship. I got three assists and I I won eight out of nine faceoffs. Right. Would we have won without me out there? Maybe, but I helped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like I wasn't. Maybe it wasn't one, two, or three star. Uh huh. But we scored off a couple faceoffs that I won. Yeah. You know, I might not have got an assist on it. I might have been the third. Would have been the third assist. You know, whatever. Yeah. But it's like. Because I won that face off. Yeah. We started a good little It's such round. a good way to think about it, dude. Because I remember I'd beat myself up because when I'd come back to play defense, you know, and, and they get a goal. Right. It, it hurts, right? But you but don't that's realize. How you get better. You got to blame but yourself. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you just blocked six out of ten. Right, right, Maybe right. you stole the puck away from the right, other right. four or something, and that one went in. Right. You know? So that's how, like, this Friday, because I went up a league. I've been skating in the dirt league for the last three months, yeah. getting lazy. <laughs> And I went up a league, so like I had to look at my game a lot differently because then there was another higher level league that intermixed with the Friday league, so it's even faster than the last time I played in it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a pretty competitive, fast league out there. So I was like, eh, I'm probably gonna suck some ass out here. <laughs> but the way I looked at it, I I picked their best player, Brooksy, former college hockey player. I picked mm -hmm. him center ice, picked him, got the puck, got a scoring chance. Right? Wow! Boom! That's like a goal for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out right. there. I got four decent shots, decent scoring chances in the game. Yeah. Hit him right in the fucking gut every time. But, you know. Right. It was, shots, my... it was shot on goal. So, for me, by the end of the night, I was happy. We we got the the Red Dragons got smoked 7 nothing <laughs> on Friday night. But I was happy as a clam because I wasn't expecting to go out there to light the world on fire in the first place. I was expecting to do way worse than I actually did. Right. So the fact that I got four shots on goal and I picked Brooksy, <laughs> that's a good night. That was a win me. in your book. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. You have to yeah, look yeah, at yeah. it that way because you get Pat Maroon out there. On the, you're not expecting him to go out there and score a fucking hat trick, mm -hmm. but you're expecting him to knock somebody's block off and knock him off the puck and get a get the puck off to one of the stars. You know what I mean? And then the, then a goal happens off of him doing that. Right. Right. But you take out Pat Maroon and you put in Radko Gudis or you put in one of these other guys that is that is like a 
just you know a guy who does who has a job to do. He's not going. He, you don't want him to go out there and try to light the world on fire. You want mm-hmm. him to go out there and do what he does best because that'll create opportunities for the other guys to do what they do best. Right. Right. So if you're constantly going out there trying to score, maybe that's not what you're there for. Mm-hmm. If you do score, great. It's a cherry on top. You know right, what I mean? Right. But if all you're there, if you're really there is just to be on the blue line and get the puck down deep so that the, the guys down there can get some scoring chances, then that, then you did your job, right? Yeah. You can't be, uh, can't beat yourself over that. One more, one more player that I want to talk about. This is a big one. Blake Wheeler to the New York Rangers. Um, this is a big one because Blake Wheeler this is the last Atlanta, Atlanta Thrasher. Thrasher over at uh, in Winnipeg. Yep. Yeah, he is the last person. Uh, was he? It was on the team for like a decade, right? Yeah, he like was. That. He was drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers. Mm-hmm. Moved to Winnipeg when the when the um, organization moved, um, and he's the last guy from that roster. You know, he had a lot of Evander Kane, a lot of guys that came from that Atlanta Thrashers team that are still in the league, but uh, he was the last one that was still with the franchise, and now he is a New York Ranger. Um, Over there with Patty Kane, dude. Right. and Well, he's a free agent, too. Oh, shit. So that That's still right. hasn't been decided on where Patrick Kane's going to end up. He's, um, he's, he's knocking on uh, <laughs> the Blackhawks doorstep right like, now. Hey, he's man. like, put, put me in with Bedard. Yeah, yeah. Bring me back. Bring me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I always was a bigger Patrick Kane fan than a Jonathan Taves fan, to be honest. I don't know why. Because well, he was the shit, dude. Patrick Kane was the guy for a long time. Right. Um, but so Blake Wheeler, that's a big addition for the New York Rangers. Another one of those teams who just can't get over the freaking hump. And he's a big-time skill player, but again, kind of on the back end. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, hockey players have long careers. A lot of the you know big names have a long careers, so he probably has a while left. I don't know how much he's going to add to that Rangers roster, but mm-hmm. we'll find out. Um, and that's hockey free agency. Exciting. Yeah. Um, Exciting stuff, man. Uh, one more hockey thing before we go. We just mentioned him a second ago. Vander Kane. Uh, Vander Kane photographed and uh, caught, not well caught, but just seen playing in a rec men's league in Edmonton under the name Fa Afo. <laughs> fuck around and find out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. F-A, first name, A-F-O, last name, is what he is n- named in the league under. Oh, my God. <laughs> The perfect guy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, you're a prof- you play for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Go, go train at the Oilers. Why you got to go in these men's league hey, and just t- dominate? Like, what the fuck? To be fair, probably the the Edmonton uh, freaking dirt league, right, is like the equivalent to our gold league. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure he's playing in the highest level men's league. Let's okay? just okay, yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of those guys in that league, any any adult like high level adult league in Canada is going to be a bunch of ex juniors, a oh, bunch yeah, of ex yeah. pros, a bunch of college guys. players. Yeah, so I'm yeah, sure yeah. the the skill level is really up there. Yeah. But in a time where there's mini camps going on, there's mm-hmm. training you can do with professionals and with profession, and you're just like, nah, nah, I'm gonna go play rec. I'm gonna <laughs> go get shit faced and knock some teeth out in the rec league because I'm a Vander Kane. Yeah. They let me bring my stripper dates to these games. <laughs> they won't give them. They won't comp them free tickets at the. Do you think he's? Do you think he's shaving? points off this game i don't fucking know <laughs> dude but i just thought when i saw that uh, headline i was like perfect yeah if you were to ask me what pro hockey player was sneaking into a men's league under the name fuck around and find out and just it, i'd be like evander kane yeah 
He's doing that? Oh, you shit, that's I mean? helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, so yeah. good. That picture he took, dude, where, where, like, that whole thing came around where he's, like, kissing at the uh, at the, at the the Karen at the game. Oh, dude. Uh, he's just a lot of people have been talking shit about him. He's a piece of shit. He's a garbage. I love man. him though. I'm so happy you love a guy <laughs> that fucking beats up strippers. I'm so happy that you love that dude. I'm so happy. I didn't say I love what he did. Yeah. Specifically when it comes to so what why do you, you gotta paint him? me in this image, man. What do you man? love about him? I love the fact that he just you know just, just doing his, his thing life. out there. You know. You like? Why you gotta that? turn it into that, man? You're a huge fan of adultery, Joey. <laughs> What's his number right now? Is he nine still? I think so. Number nine didn't do that, okay? Evander Kane did it, right? It's like it's like R. Kelly didn't do that stuff. Okay. Reginald or whatever his name did it. Fuck around yeah. and find out, bro. <laughs> All righty, moving on to the sport that never ends, UFC. UFC 290 recap. We had UFC 290 last night, which was a big boy. It was mm-hmm. a big fight card. I was really psyched about it, and it paid the fuck off. I'm not going to lie. Um Alexis and I will do a full recap on this week's Fight Night um, preview, which I want to announce here. That show is becoming a real boy. Uh, it's going to be a real podcast. We, we're going to get a new name. We're going to be a little more structured like this. It's going to be MMA-based, but we need a name. All right. So what I'm going to do over this next week is I'm going to come up with four options, four name options and four logos, and we're gonna be, I'm going to be pumping them out there. I want everybody to put their two cents in on which one they like, which one they hate, and we're going to put our minds together. And on July 29th, on our live Bungalow Fight Night, we're going to mm-hmm. pick a new name for that podcast. And it's going to be uh, a new era of MMA for Peak One Sports because we're going to just, it's going to be the MMA uh, flagship show on this network and no longer just previewing the f- upcoming card with just a couple of news stories. It's going to be a full on show where, you know, like this one, we're going to structure it out and cover a lot more. Uh, current events and things like that we're still going to preview the upcoming cards and and recap the past cards but um you know we focus a lot just on the ufc specifically because those are the cards that right now because most people care about that but yeah absolutely once we transition into a full 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 bore thing uh there'll be a lot more coverage of you know more international and other fight leagues and just things like that so cool man um, look out for that and put your vote in put your two cents in i'll put out some polls and shit online to yeah. see see what names people like. Um, but last night I got a few a few notes here on things I wanted to go over on last night's uh, UFC 290 card. And one would be uh, the, the featured bout on the prelims uh, was free on TV, was uh, Robbie Lawler versus... Uh, um, uh, who the fuck did he fight? Um, God, it's on the tip of my Benicio tongue. Benicio Del Toro. Yes, he fought... Benicio Del Toro. He fought his character from Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh, no. That's uh, the other guy. That's not Benicio. Anyways. God, I'm all over the... See, that's another thing Chris is going to be like, it's not Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> the guy from Sicario. Uh, it's the fucking guy from No Country for Old Men. Um, But Robbie Lawler... Ninety, right? Yeah. Uh, he... Oh my god, this is, like, getting old sucks, dude, because it's like these names is... Nico Price! Nico Price. Oh, I said it before you, I didn't need you. I didn't need your Google, dude. Nico Price. Robbie Lawler uh, got inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame on Friday night, Mm -hmm. and then he went out and fought his last fight on Saturday night, knowing it was going to be his last fight. Basically came out... A lot of MMA fighters... They mole retirement. They say they're going to retire, and then they end up coming back, signing with other. 
Robbie Lawler just straight up said, like, I love fighting still. I would fight forever. He's uh-huh. like, but the training camps, my body just doesn't too much react fun. the same. It's just, it's, it's just not, I can't do it any longer. You know what I mean? So this is my last fight. And he came out and he knocked out Nico Price, who was a dog. He was mm-hmm. a pup. He's a straight puppy. Yep. Knocked him out in 38 seconds. <sighs> um, Just an intense flurry of hooks and uppercuts and a clinch and just dropped him straight out cold. What a way to go out for a guy who, um, you know, he's he's on those old early 2000s, maybe even 99, like, clips of, like, mm-hmm. UFC clips when he had hit. Like, Robbie Lawler's been around almost since the beginning yeah. of the popularization of, of MMA and the UFC. And he's gone to strike force. He's gone to some different, you know, he started in the UFC, went out and went to other organizations, came back to the UFC, became a welterweight champion, was just a dominant champion for a little bit um and then even after he lost his title he's still just you know racking up wins and mm-hmm. and crazy fights and um just all around nice guy too yeah. you know he looks real mean ruthless robbie lawler dude he yeah. looks mean as shit you know and he's one of those guys you see him in a dark alley you'd piss your pants yeah but it just seems like the nicest well, he's most- one of those guys where if you're going to the ufc if you got that name if they were to say hey you want to oh, fight robbie like, oh dude because even if you skill set wise, you think you're better than him. He's mm-hmm. just one of those. All he has to. He's just such a puppy, dude. That he never stops, and he's just got that pink power yeah. where it's like it doesn't even have to look like it hits you that hard, and you're asleep, you know. And yeah. always been that guy. He's fought a who's who of the welterweight mm-hmm. division. Um, uh, just a storied career, dude. That just like I. If the whole card wasn't so fantastic, he would have got you know I didn't have and I didn't have another shout out. He would have been my shout out this week if nobody was talking about it. But I don't need to because everybody's talking about it because it's ruthless. Fucking Robbie Lawler, happy retirement. Most champions, most guys yeah. go veterans go out on their back. Yeah, they do. Not and, Robbie. Not dude. Robbie, dude. And thank God, Nico Price. Nico Price, like I said, he's a, he's a he's a fucking well rounded fighter. Goes out there, he gets knockouts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, going into this fight, I was like, shit, like. It's a good fight for it to be an entertaining one for mm-hmm. Robbie's last fight, but this is one that he might get knocked out in because they're <laughs> going to go out there and just swing on each other. Right, right. And in those rock'em sock'em robots type fights, anything, anything goes. One lands on either side and right. it's just a crapshoot. Um, but Robbie was just on it. Like mm-hmm. he knew from the beginning, he was just like, this is like, he was just, he even said it in the, in the post fight interview. He was like, you know, sometimes you come out here and, your bet your body was feeling the best it's ever felt yesterday <laughs> and then you come out here and you just step behind you're sluggish he's or, like yeah. i have not felt myself for the last month wow and then i showed up here today and he felt and good. i was i was in it he's like i knew i was going to come out here and do something <sighs> wow and he did it he was just one step ahead one millisecond ahead and landed how well wow, awesome and it was that, just dude. it was perfect and he's yeah. one of those super stoic guys you never get a crazy promo out of him mm-hmm. or any emotional thing but you know he was just a fighting they played a dude. impromptu career highlight video during his post fight interview because oh, he's wow. just even Paris like was just like holy shit they don't do that for like they didn't do yeah. that for Amanda Nunes when right, she retired right. double champ you know whatever but it's like uh they did it for for Robbie Lawler because he it's just a different transcendent career yeah you know what I mean he didn't retire with belts he didn't have a records of holding belts he did like it was just this thing that catalog was crazy right? yeah a crazy longevity and success wow right 
you can say the things of all these pioneers, but Chuck Liddell ends up getting his arm broken and his ass beat by mm-hmm. Rich Franklin and his crew. You know, like all the like I said, and Rich Franklin gets his nose broken and go <laughs> out on their back usually, and nothing against them. That's just how fighting is. You get surpassed eventually, mm-hmm. and then when you got this name, you don't get to fight tuna cans. Right. Like even in your retirement fight, you got to fight Nico Price. Mm-hmm. But he came out and he did it. Congratulations, retiring on top, going out <laughs> Rocky style, out. dude. Um, Rocket Man. Let's see. Uh, getting into the main card, the biggest hype train in MMA right now is Bo Nickel, um, Penn State great wrestler, like three-time national champion. Just like he was, he was a minus thirteen fifty favorite, short notice opponent. Uh, I'm looking at the odds right now. He was minus twenty one hundred. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dang. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was just a crazy thing. So it was one of those fights where it was kind of an unknown guy he was fighting coming off they picked this guy up last week to come fight him because his, his, Treshawn Gore backed out of the fight with an injury as somebody in the comments when I, on one of the uh, MMA show or one of the MMA ones that I saw he was like he's fighting a gardener <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well so that's the thing is like last week Val Woodburn was mowing his lawn and he got a phone call <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you want to fight Bo Nickel you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah you gotta you gotta jump at that chance because and then you look at Val Woodburn uh when he gets his intro and he's built, he's fucking looks like he could knock somebody out. So then you get that feeling of like, oh shit, he's a nobody, but you know, Bo Nichols a looks wrestler. Like he can do something, yeah. And if he shoots in and this guy catches him with a knee or an uppercut or something, it could change the outcome of this fight. And you know what Bo Nichols said? He said, I don't think so. And you know, it was like out. It was like he was it, whatever you said, plus one or minus twenty one hundred to win the fight. Yeah, but he was like minus a thousand to win by submission because like that's what he takes guys down, grinds yeah. them out, submits them. He knocked this fucking guy out in thirty seconds, knocked him out on the feet. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, I watched those flurry uh, the, that combo he was throwing. I it, mean, yeah. he was kind of dancing in and out, and, and the way fucking... he kind of jumped in, hit a jab, jump, yeah, back jump out, back out, and the, jump back. Yeah. He looked really good. I don't know how that style will fare against like the top ten, top fifteen. No, but the precision, the the, but the precision of the strikes, especially with all that movement going on, the way on, he was able to handle himself in the thirty seconds he was in there last yeah. night, even against a nobody, was like, oh, okay, so yeah. you can stand up. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing about MMA fighters. It doesn't matter where you're ranked or what you're doing. Every fight standing up, every fighter trained stand up, every, you know, you it's have just, to. You so have to. Bo Nickel showing that even against a lower level guy, he hasn't really got to show that yet. His power, everything else. Cause that's the thing. You can be a shitty fighter, a low level guy and still be hard to knock out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's still a feat yeah. to knock somebody unconscious. You know what I mean? And, uh, on, on, uh, on the first fight on the pay-per-view for Bo Nickel, it's time to feed him the top 10. Uh, uh, even though this wasn't a ranked fight for him, uh, you know, there's hype trains. We talk about them all the time where they feed him too much too soon and then the, the shine gets worn off and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But Bo Nickel, I think after this performance, if he went out there and it was a decision or he subbed him in the third round or like he had to grind, you know, if it was obviously a win but was a little more difficult i'd say yeah give him another fight give him a top 15 guy now again mm-hmm. again maybe then a top 10 and then get him in the title picture but the way he dispatched of of uh, val woodburn just give him a give him top 10 next yeah. um and let the cards fall right because right, obviously when it comes to wrestling and grappling he can hang with anybody top five probably mm-hmm. but then showing that little flash of stand-up and that he's competent in the stand-up like that, I think he's ready for the big leagues. 
Um, next fight on the card was Dan Hooker versus uh, Jalen Turner. I like um, Dan Hooker. I love Dan Hooker. I love Jalen Turner. Uh, this was a fight of one of those where, like, shit, I don't really want to see either guy lose because I want to see both these guys raise the ranks. Right. But this was a freaking just – this was a puppy fight to end all puppy fights, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. um, first round was all um, – I mean, I, it was just, it was a bloodbath, dude. Like, first round, Jalen Turner cuts Dan Hooker open. Jan Hooker bleached his hair just so he could have <laughs> pink hair at the end of the fight because he knew it was going to be a bloody mess. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought Jalen was getting was getting the better of him a little bit, but then Dan Hooker just stayed in there, stayed with his game plan, and just, they beat the fuck out of each other. For It was a great fight. It was so entertaining to watch. It was one of those that was just like, how, D- Dan Hooker took a kick to the face, that would have melted me like a fucking ice cream, dude. And uh, it was just, he just outworked him and won a split decision. And it was very well earned. It wasn't one of those where you're like, ah, fuck, they yeah. robbed Jalen Turner or whatever. It was like, no, no, no. Dan Hooker pulled out those two rounds and and, and won that fight. Good for him. And uh, good for him. That was a great fight. Um, puppies, baby, puppies. Oh, he wasn't He was in favor for that fight. He was, no. he was the dog. No, 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 no. He was not. Because he was the dog. He, uh, you know, uh He's back on a win streak, two-fight win streak, and moving his way back up to the top. Um, now, in the middleweight division, this was a big fight. Um, this was a, a can, this was a uh, a title eliminator. This was Robert Whitaker trying to get his third fight with Izzy. Um, and uh, Dracus Duplessis, the South African phenom that has just burst onto the scene, came in with some hype and has kept the hype train running in the UFC. Um, and this was one where I was unsure because Dracus Duplessis, even though he's a great fighter, like in his fights, like he's, I don't know if sloppy is the right word, but a little erratic. He gets a little overexcited and like gets Mm -hmm. himself into trouble sometimes when he should kind of back off and slow down a little bit when he's got people hurt and things like that. And he came out in this fight and fought the best fight he could. He still used his over like his big thing is just overwhelming people right but then a lot of times when you're in there against high level competition if you're going forward too much then you start to get countered mm-hmm. you know you, you they they start to use Especially your, your like, aggression like, like, against like Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker whose boxing is just outstanding um that would co- I if I saw Robert Whitaker winning I was going to think it was like a counter punch knockout mm-hmm. you know what I mean to a, or a counter punch to a TKO ground and pound you know getting caught with like a check hook yeah. while Drakus is just coming in guns blazing and and uh he went out there and he 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 uh he took his time he took a few big shots but he just he freaking he smashed Robert Whitaker dude He looked good after the fight like he didn't look too uh you know too mangled or anything no, he 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 TKO'd him. He fucking just dominated him. He he uh he dominated Robert Whitaker, earned his title shot, and then a fucking race war started right after. I was gonna say, what'd you think of the uh So the, the story, thing? the reason the UFC I mean, obviously everybody wants Robert Whitaker, all around nice guy. I always will watch him fight for a title. He deserves it. Hall of Famer, you know, as soon as he retires. Um but the world wanted Drake as Duplessis to win this. Because of the beef between him and Izzy Adesanya right now is an interesting one. The world loves race wars, right? Yeah. And right now, uh, this is an interesting one because Israel Adesanya, arguably the GOAT middleweight um, current champion, he's from New Zealand, right? 
Nigerian heritage, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this big thing. He's when he was champ. Kamara Usman was champ. Francis Ngannou was champ. It was this big African champion promo stuff, like all this stuff, which is great. Mm-hmm. Drake's Duplessis is a born in Africa African. Yes, he's white. South African. Of Dutch heritage, right? Apartheid, all that shit. Horrible history, horrible history, right? But again, the same way we talked about the Revolutionary War, the same way we talked about America last week and how we're all here, we're all Americans now Mm -hmm. because our ancestors came over and took out some Native Americans and, and, and drew some lines, right? Does that what does that have to do with me and you, Joey? Nothing. Nothing. We're still Americans, right? Yep. And why do we have to be ashamed of how our country was created, right? Mm-hmm. Dracus Duplessis, just because in the eighteen hundreds his ancestors enslaved a bunch of natives and they took over this part of this African continent and they did all this stuff. He's a baby at one point who was just born on a spot. So why does that make him not an African? Not be able to rep his country, his right. continent. So Dracus wanting to start a some stir with Izzy to get a title shot, he goes on that angle of like, no, I am going to be the African, the real, the real African, African middleweight champion, champion. right? Yeah. You're over here talking about Nigeria. What about your New Zealand people that support you? Like that was his whole thing. It's like you're from New Zealand. Yes, your heritage is African. Your heritage is from this place, but... We all do 23andMe and our heritage is from somewhere else, right? My wife is the only pure Persian in the fucking world, you know what I mean? That's yeah. 99% Iranian or whatever. There's very very rare in this world that you find people whose heritage is that pure, pure mm-hmm. right? And so then there's always an argument of what's your heritage versus where you were born, right? Mm-hmm. And I hate that because it's what we all talk about. It's like that to me is the ultimate racism to say that you're not that just because your parents – or not parents, not even his parents, his great-grandparents. You know, we're talking about the 1800s. We're mm-hmm. talking about the early 1900s where the Dutch, you know, basically fucking enslaved South Africa and, and took it over. He had no part in that. Right. He was just born in a spot 100 years later. So he doesn't get to be African because of that. Right. And then Izzy comes in the cage and starts calling him the N-word. It was crazy. He said the N-word probably 12 times. Hard R? Hard, well, no. But, Soft like, hit. basically just using it as a thing to say, say it. Say, like, no, that's not what he's saying, is he? Right. He's not saying he's black. Yeah. He's saying that he's fucking African, and he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, he has Dutch heritage. Mm-hmm. But he's... I don't get that. That yeah. seems more racist to me than the other way. Like, For sure. People are like, oh, you're being real white now. And it's just like, yeah, but what, am I not American? Yeah. Because America was built on the blood and the backs of the natives that were here. Yeah. It's like every country. It's so funny because people will like make that distinction, right? Instead of calling themselves American, they'll say, no, I'm Italian. And it's like, well, have you ever been to Italy? Right. Because those but, people in Italy will not claim you but as I know, Italian. Go ask a Puerto Puerto Ricans are some of the biggest Trump Fans, Republican, pro-America, I'm American, mm-hmm. people in the world on the East Coast. Yeah. Look at Jorge Masvidal is a perfect thing. You got these guys Puerto Rican, yeah. but he's an American. Yeah. They love America. Right. They were born in America. So I'm not going to, as someone who's white that was born in America, I have more of a claim to it than someone who's Puerto Rican that was born no, in America. No, uh, that's not what I, that's, yeah. No, and I'm not saying that's what you're oh, saying, okay. but that's what people are like taking this side of this argument yeah. of like, 
I've plenty. We live in the Central Valley. It's eighty percent Mexican. No, I. So the yeah. parents of the of the people that migrated here, yeah, had children. Their children aren't American. Yeah. They were born on American soil. They're fucking American. No, I. Uh, Izzy did nothing but hurt himself. I think so because everyone in the comments, like, and I'm I'm a comment reader. I don't yeah, know about yeah, you. Yeah. You know, they all talked about how cringy. And how upset they were about crazy. the way that he did that. You're because we're under racial thing. We're understanding where GDP's coming from. And it's funny because it's like, yes, Izzy, you can claim Nigeria. You're fucking obviously Nigerian. Yeah. And I'm not even sure. You might have been born there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that Drake is duplicy's side of the argument of like, I was born here, I live here, mm-hmm. I train here, I'm never leaving here. Right. That's his side of the argument. Right. If you want to talk about African champions, and yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm the African champion. Yeah. No other champion on the African champions list in the UFC live there. Yeah. It's like uh, when Chael Sonnen called out Anderson Silva when he was making a big deal about Brazil. He's like, this dude lives in San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, what about your people over there? That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. And, and, and that's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. And so it's like I got nothing against Izzy other than the fact that he made it a racial thing last night. Mm. You could have just made it a continent-based thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and said, kept saying Africa. But when you come in there and start screaming the N-word at him like he's trying to claim that he's black or he's trying – it's like, no, different people of different colors live in different places. Yeah. When did that not become racist? Right. To say that they couldn't be – they couldn't cl- – he can't – what, he's got to claim the Netherlands? He's never lived there. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can guarantee you his heritage doesn't even like, or the but culture that he has there isn't even. Co- whatever you know. it is. Yeah. I'm sorry that wars happened and some countries take over other countries and bad shit happens over time. But those of us who were just born on a piece of land, just because of our skin color or where our ancestors came from means we can't claim the place that we were born in. Yeah. I hate that talk. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And that's racist to me. Yeah. But some, I mean, Paris disagrees with me because she's a Persian, right. and she likes to differentiate the Assyrians from Iran and the Afghans from Iran. Even if they were born there, mm-hmm. they're not Persian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's a thought process too. I'm not taking any away from like being that pure, but it's like she also was born in Orange County. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. So it's like, I get it. I get where people are coming from that have, everybody's going to have a different feeling about it because of their own heritage yeah. and how they feel. I have no feeling about my heritage because I've got 13 different things on my 23 and me and I was born in Manteca, California. Right. Like I'm a Californian. Right. I'm an American. That's it. Yeah. I could, I like to joke that I'm Lithuanian or I'm whatever else that came up on my 23 yeah, and me, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I have no connection no, we're to that England. 57, I have dude. no connection to Ireland. I have no connection to Eastern Europe. I have no yeah. connection to any of the places that are on my 23 and no, me. My great, my, not my great, my grandmother talks about how, uh, you know, my great grandmother was Jewish. Right. You know, but we don't have any connection to that heritage. We don't, you know, celebrate right. Hanukkah. We it don't uh, wear the yarmulkes or anything. It would almost be like more racist and and stupid for you to just start walking around with a yarmulke on your head and be oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm Jewish now. Shabbat shalom. That's why those <laughs> those 23andMe commercials crack me up with the guy wearing the kilt because he just found out he was Scottish <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's 3% like, fuck you. You're not Scottish, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're from yeah, yeah. Champaign, Illinois. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, like, so yeah, yeah. it's like, I get it. I get the argument. I'm not trying to say anybody. Dude, wrong if I found right. out I was like Scandinavian, I'd be covered in Nordic runes. Right. You'd start fucking doing teepee fires and oh, dude. smelting yeah. your own axes. Eating and shit. mushrooms yeah. and just like, 
yeah. you know, howling at the moon. No, that's yeah. what always made me laugh. I always thought I was Nordic because yeah. my my family, my dad's family, always said that. And then my uncle was one of those guys who's made his own Nordic battle axes. Yeah, was so into the heritage. And then I do twenty three and me. We've got none of it. None of it. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all a joke. I, I was like this. I was like, please, please, please. You know? That's me. That's me. I have yeah. no. I have no claim to any heritage and have no pride in any heritage other than being American from California. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Paris was born in Orange County, but she has extreme. She's one generation removed. Her parents are yeah. from Iran. You know, so it's different for everybody. I think people just romanticize cultures, dude, of and they course. want to be a part of it so hard. Of course. And, you know. But in an era, in a time where we're all supposed to be intermingling and blending and realizing that there is no differences between us, it's just our cultural or religious mm. or ideals change from country to country or whatever like that. We're supposed to be breaking down those barriers, not Joan going in the octagon and calling some white guy the N-word because he's from South Africa <laughs> yeah. and he says you're not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So that was like the biggest drama of the night, I think, was that. Yeah. And, and uh, Drake has handled it. He just walked away from the interview. Yeah. Because Izzy wouldn't let him get a word in edgewise. And then in the which, post- Which really sucks because that's arguably, like, arguably one of the biggest wins of his career. The biggest. biggest the biggest win. Yeah, and and he Robert completely, Whittaker. completely stole a night, he, like every little bit of it from cons- him. You know? stole, which was his plan. Yeah. Right, Izzy's plan, which is that's what you're supposed to do as the champ, as the guy. Why are they letting him in the in the octagon? Well, that's though. what they do now. Yeah, they just let it happen. Now they're doing like face offs, like for the next. They do. They've done that a lot lately, um, which is whatever. At the press conference, Drake has handled it well. Well, he was just like, you know what? Hand, he did not handle himself like what a did champion. He, what did tonight. he say? He said, uh, I think he said too. He said, uh, you may, uh, we may both be African, but I'll never call you brother or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you are not my brother. Yeah. He's like, you may have African heritage, but you're not my brother. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? And and uh, whatever. So that was pretty intense. Shout out to DDP. Yeah. There you go. And you might not say it. I'll say it. Fuck I can't Izzy. wait for that fight. That, I, you know what? I'm not going to go that far, Joey. I will. Okay. Fuck Izzy. Let's go. <laughs> South Africa. South Africa. Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> that's that's the, uh, the two coolest accents to copy. Um, a co-main event. Uh, we're running out of time, so let's blast through this. Uh Alexandre Pantoja split decisions. Brandon Moreno. That was I really like Brandon Moreno, so that was a little bit of a heartbreaker for me. Um, but Pantoja just took some damage and just kept coming, kept coming, and just outworked him a little bit. And um, you know, Brandon Moreno definitely had the speed advantage. He was landing jabs left and right, really busted up Pantoja's face. Um, decision, huh? But uh, Pantoja definitely busted up Brandon Moreno's face, and it was a uh, it was a hard fight. Uh, but Pantoja earned that. We're definitely going to get a rematch there, um, even though that was technically the third time they fought. Uh, the first time they fought was technically an exhibition because it was in the Ultimate Fighter, so it wasn't a sanctioned they got fight. fight. Of the night, so it must um, have been a good fight. And Pantoja won that fight. They fought in the UFC, and he won. And then they fought right now, and he won. So he's three and zero against Brandon Moreno. Wow. Um, technically 2-0 in sanctioned fights so hopefully they're usually good about even though he's up two already and technically there's no need for a rubber match they'll probably do it they'll again. do it again just because it was such a great fight brandon was saying they did the same thing with uh uh brandon moreno's last rival which was uh davis and figueredo they fought four times i mean they that 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 uh Flyweight strap, you get a lot of rematches because it seems like there's a big jump off from like the top three to the rest of the people in the mm-hmm. rankings. So like a guy like Pantoja or a guy like Brandon Moreno, if they make him fight another fight 
to get a title shot again, he's gonna win it. Yeah. Like he's going to win it. Like he's beat the next, you know, five guys on the list. So it's like, just do the rematch again. Right. We wanna see it again. Uh and then, uh, as expected for me, um, I know uh, Alexis was really hoping uh, Yair would pull some crazy shit out uh, out of his bag, which he does have in his bag. But uh, Volkanovski just dominated Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up finishing him in the fourth round, TKO. And even though he lost going up a weight to lightweight, and he technically lost a split decision to Makachev, a lot of people think Volks won that mm-hmm. that split decision. I yeah. think pound he, for pound number one, right? He deserves it. Yeah. I don't think Makachev's do, if Makachev dominated him in that fight, then yes, Makachev deserves the pound for pound number one. But he didn't dominate him. It was a split decision, and and half the people think that Volk won robbed. that fight. Yeah. So, um, and in a split decision, is anybody ever really robbed? That means it was real close. Yeah. It was about as close to a draw as you could get in a championship fight. You know what I mean? Other mm-hmm. and and. Uh, so I think after this going back down and then dominating Yair, who people were saying was going to be his stiffest test stand-up wise because Yair's just got crazy stand-up and very unorthodox, is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Volkanovski dominated him. So well, I think- it sounded like as soon as Volk just got like tired of whatever he was doing with them, he just decided to take them down and get it, you know, get it over. Um, yeah, I mean... He's just one of those guys who really relishes the opportunity to really dominate somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everybody loved to go out there. Most people would go out there and love to finish the fight in 30 seconds like some of these guys on this card. Mm-hmm. Volkanovski, for real, is like one of the only guys I believe when he says, now I want to go out there and punish him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to go out there and show everybody how much better I am. You know, 30 seconds doesn't necessarily show you how no, much better you are. You know, you go out there and you... You break their will, mm-hmm. and he stood up with him long enough to show that he could nullify Yair's unorthodox stand-up, and mm-hmm. then he took him down and beat the shit out of him until the fight was over. So it was like, I can stand up with you and do what you do, and you can't. It, it, you weren't able to do it. All right. I've nullified that, and then now let me implement my game. Wow. And that's what he does, dude, and he's just definitely the GOAT in my book. Mm-hmm. No low-key, no nothing. He's just the GOAT. On pound that GOAT for pound path. right yeah. now. And... uh I think he should get another shot at Makachev. I really do. I mean, there's Run that, it back. that featherweight. I mean, Ilya Taporia is the next guy in line, and he's a great fighter, dominant fighter, but he's going to get fucked up by Volkanovski, and he's not popular enough to really get the buzz going. So I think the next move from Volkanovski is to get a rematch against Makachev. Mm-hmm. That fucks up the lightweight division a little bit, you know what I mean, holding it, holding it up. But not if... Volkanovski wins, yeah. then you got some new. You got a lot of good matchups to make right. because then he's if he wins that he's moving to lightweight. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna leave that forty five strap behind and let that let those guys now let that breathe. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you got then that breathes new life in the lightweight division too. So I think that's the next move. Great fights, uh, UFC two ninety. Um, I'm talking a lot today. You got any quickies? Did you bring any quickies? Um, I think I have one. Let's do one, and then uh, we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, nah, that's not important, dude. Nah. Okay. That's no quickies today. That was the quickest quickies that's of all time. <laughs> all right. Our shout out for the day is, uh, goes out to Megan Rapinoe. Um, one of the most popular women's national team, women's soccer players of all time. Uh, say what you will about her, uh, and her political views and anything else and her purple hair and her gayness and all that stuff. But, uh, 
just another women, just another goat athlete that because she's a woman doesn't necessarily get the shine as the dudes. Uh, she retires 199 games played, 63 goals, 73 assists, two World Cups. Mm-hmm. Goat. Goat. You know, in retirement, she is the goat. She is she is on the goat list ah. right now. <laughs> I got my goat pass shirt in. I was going to wear it today. I got my Sweep Daddy Sweep shirt. Sweep Daddies, dude. Bonfire.com. Um, uh, goat pass shirt came in a little, the, the, the artwork is a little blurry, so I got to re-upload, do a new thing on there. So I want to put this disclaimer out. Shout out Megan Rapinoe. We're done with you now. <laughs> um, bonfire.com slash store slash peak one sports. Go there and get your merch. Do not be afraid to get yourself a refund or a return or a, or a, 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 an exchange item from them. They are very good about that. So if you get a shirt that look the, the it looks a little blurry, you know, something's not good about it, hit them up. I, I, I've been using Bonfire for, you know, like maybe two years now, and I've had a couple people with some of the band merch stuff get kind of um, a bad version of it or whatever, and they send them a new version. You know, like, they're very good at that. So if you get something that you're not too happy with it, don't be afraid to just hit up Bonfire and be like, hey, uh, had a, this one's not looking too good. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And yeah. then they, they, they are on top of it. Like, I had somebody that ordered a Bungalow Chat Show shirt a while ago, ordered a white one, but the, the way the graphic looked on the white shirt, it was, like, washed out a little bit, and mm. then... They, she hit him up, and she was like, hey, can I just exchange this for a black one? Get the black one. It looked crisp. Everything was good. No problem. Nice. So um, if anybody you get, you buy any merch and you're a little unhappy with the quality of it, hit up, hit them up. Hit me up. I'll hit them up for you. I mean, I don't know. Just don't be afraid. I don't want you to get something that you don't like, all right, because I want you to love our merch, yeah. um, including this sweet daddy shirt, okay? <laughs> Look at that. Dang. Dude, flex your pecs real quick, dude. Oh, God. Sweet daddies. We got it. We got the merch. Playoff right. experts, Mr. and Mr. October. They're all on there. Go check Peak it out. One, Sports Biz. We got it all on yeah, there, Yeah, bonfire.com slash Or if you want to show some, some dirt leak love, Lucy Goose is up there, too, dude. That is. It's all up there, dude. Um, What else? Oh, before we get too far away from the UFC talk, I, I, we did our test run of a live show on Fight Night last week, making sure all the... The software worked well. Uh, July 29th, mark your calendars to watch UFC 299, 291 with me and Joey and Alexis in studio. Alexis is actually going to be in studio. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it'll be a good time, dude. And um, where you can tune in. We're going to do... Uh, 10 second countdowns at the beginning of each fight so you can sync it up with us, you know, um, yeah. and just watch our commentary instead of the UFCs, whatever, however you want to yeah. do it. Tune in, tune back out, tune back in. We're going to be live from probably uh, when the fight card starts, 7 p.m. till it's over. So we're going to be live for probably like three, three and a half hours. Not only are we playoff experts, but we're fight card experts. Hell yeah, too. me and Joey, so. we'll just, me and Joey will go ho- head to head on picks oh, yeah. during it. Oh, Alexis yeah. will be in the corner sweating because of his bets <laughs> that he's losing yeah. we'll have meat on the grill uh we'll have kids swimming in the pool it's going to be a good time on july 29th here in the bungalow um and make sure you tune in and become a part of it and because uh, it'll be live on youtube we'll have live chat going so we'll uh we'll comment be man talk about how guys. stupid we are you know it's going to be fantastic that's it that's thank the show. you guys thanks so much for 100 subscribers man thank you so much for 100 subscribers uh, get in the sound off in the comments. Get mm-hmm. in the comments. Let us know what you like about this show, what we could do better, uh, what we suck at. 
Um, we lo I love seeing the comments. I, we get way more comments on, on these shows than I ever have on any shows mm -hmm. I've ever done before. Um, so it just I love seeing the engagement. So keep it up uh, and to 1,000 subscribers next time. But um, All right. We'll see you next week.